Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another episode of Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr. Susie Gage. In each episode of this podcast, I chat with a guest about one particular recreational drug, its appeal, its harms, but also potential benefits it might have. Once again in this episode, I'm joined by the awesome Scroobius Pip, and we're chatting about nitrous oxide. The effects of nitrous are very short-lasting, but while intoxicated, you can feel dizzy or lightheaded and euphoric, and sometimes sounds and music can feel slightly distorted and you might have hallucinations. But the effect is over within seconds or minutes. So here we go, Pip and I say why to nitrous oxide. Say why to drugs with Dr. Susie Gage. Excellent. So on this episode, I thought we would talk about nitrous oxide. Excellent. Yeah, up for that. So this is a colourless, sort of sweet-tasting gas that people inhale. And um, what do you think is the appeal of nitrous? It's, 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 it's one that I'm really new to and, and not overly f- familiar with, so I'm excited to learn about it. Um, it's seen as kind of a, yeah, a party drug, isn't it? Kind of, uh, is it... A, it's not a legal high, is it? Because again, I kind of seem to to, to group it in with mm. that kind of easier to get hold of kind of thing that people will, will take and get. Yeah, I think yeah, it was certainly faces. debated quite a lot in this psychoactive substances act. Nitrous was one of the substances that was talked about as a reason for needing the psychoactive right. substances yeah. act. Yeah. So it's really popular in the UK, or it certainly seems to be from from surveys. So. The uh, Global Drug Survey in 2016 reckoned that over half of UK responders had tried it and around 38% had tried it in the last year. But the people who respond to the Global Drug Survey is like a self-selecting sample, so it's it's pretty hard to know whether, sort of how to interpret that. And the Criminal Drug Survey uh, no longer collect information on nitrous. Oh, right. But in 2013 and 14, um, they found that around 7.6% of 16 to 24-year-olds mm-hmm. had uh, used it in the last year. And that was up, but not significantly up from the year before, where it was 6.1% of, sort yeah. of I guess, young people, 16 to 24-year-olds. And so before the psychoactive substances bill, it was pretty easy to get hold of, in despite the fact that sort of festivals had already banned it and um, 
local councils had tried to sort of reduce the use in city centres and parks and that kind of thing. But because it's like has legitimate uses in in say the food industry, it's used for whipping cream. Right. Yeah. Um, And it's also used in home brewing as well. So it's sort of it can still be purchased for these even after the psychoactive substances bill it can still be purchased for these yeah. reasons um and that's like online or or on, even on the high street sometimes yeah. but the home office is trying to like introduce guidelines at the moment to stop yeah, was, the wrong say, people is, from buying it is there it. a duty of care if you're stocking this or selling this in that kind of a situation i guess yeah, well, that's if it's, so, if it's a sixteen-year-old kid coming in saying, "I need it to whip my cream." Yeah, but well, there are plenty of sixteen-year-old chefs, you know. So, yeah, um, I think it's yeah, it's going to be difficult for retailers if the responsibility lies with yeah. them. Um, how to tell if someone might be purchasing yeah. it for recreational use versus legitimate use? Yeah. Um, anecdotally, it's been sort of reported that it's been less visible at festivals this summer. Um, I've literally just got back from Latitude when we yep. were recording this and I did not see anyone using nitrous, but I was only there for a day. And it's a bit of a posh festival. It is it? true. <laughs> having having said that, um, I cycle around Bristol yeah. a lot and almost every day I cycle past the little canisters on the street and nearly come off my bike all the time thanks guys right Um, the little silver the little silver yeah i've seen them actually um so that's how nitrous is usually consumed it's usually dispensed into balloons like party balloons and then inhaled from those balloons right um and actually one of the biggest sort of concerns about nitrous is the antisocial aspect of it so the antisocial behavior of people in parks inhaling balloons and then acting like idiots and then the litter from these canisters everywhere and certainly over bristol i see a lot of them the canisters yeah that's fascinating um now in terms of of the effects so there's a very short lasting sort of euphoria feeling and perhaps a slight dissociative feeling as well Mm -hmm. and i think part of the appeal as well as it's said to have sort of synergistic effects when it's used with other substances so people report that it actually increases their enjoyment of mdma intoxication right so it can can be used to kind of as a supplement to bump up yeah whatever else you're taking yeah and because of its sort of ease to get hold of and and short lasting effects that it's sort of easier to mix it with other stuff as well because it doesn't feel like such a big deal perhaps yes of course um you run the risk of uh dizziness and and falling over um while intoxicated but it's very very yeah short lasting intoxication effects pretty much as soon as you stop breathing it in the the effect kind of starts to wear off oh really it's 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 that it's that a shorter buzz kind of just Mm. you get that initial hit pretty much yeah um and very rarely you run the risk of um, asphyxiation. So generally, if you're using it with a with a balloon, it's much safer because you're sort of breathing in. But some people inhale it straight from the canister or they put, worse, they put bags of it over their heads or sort of try and yeah. hot box a room yeah. or a car or yeah. something. And what happens then is that you you need to also inhale oxygen as well. Oxygen is extremely important. Yeah. So if you are trying, if you just, just have a bag of nitrous over your head, then you really run the risk of intox- of um, yeah. asphyxiation sorry yeah so there've been reports or case reports of of deaths in people who are using sort of surgical masks or inhaling with with bags over their heads but if you inhale using a balloon then the risk of as- asphyxiation is really really low so it's 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 a it's a safer method to transfer it yeah. into a balloon and then i guess you, 
you've also got a greater level of control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of of do you know what I mean of how much you're taking in and not because again like with a bag it's kind of it's a, it's a bag and then if yeah. you start to gasp you're just taking in more. Yeah. And with a canister it's they're very quick release that could overwhelm mm. I guess well even when people try and sort of fill a room with it and just ha- crack the window slightly or fill a car with it and crack the window yeah. slightly if you don't let in enough oxygen you, even if you've got a little bit coming in and it's not enough then yeah. then you run the risk of these same problems yeah. as well so it's just much much safer to, to use balloons Yeah. also the I've heard reports of the people um, inhaling direct from the canister and because of the pressurised nature of the canister the mouthpiece gets super cooled and people yeah. get frostbite on their lips so. yeah again i was i was, uh, was going to say my my vague knowledge of it is that kind of thing of it, it messing your lips up a mm. bit and stuff like that but again that's because of the intensity of the of, of the coldness it can it can form yeah and in terms of sort of longer term effects it seems to have relatively low toxicity in comparison to to lots of other commonly used recreational drugs mm-hmm. And there's some evidence that there might be dependence, but again, it's the typical thing of it's hard to do these studies, and and I think it's it's become a relatively recent like phenomena. I was, I was going to say it's it, it feels to me like a very young drug, yeah. In the appeal and in itself, mm-hmm. it feels that it's it's young and new to this the scene, but but also the appeal tends to be younger kids in parks and 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 and, and things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's definitely sort of its properties have been known about for a long time. So I did my undergrad at, at UCL in mm. London and I did psychology, but I took a module in uh, pharmacology called Drugs in the Mind. Mm-hmm. That's appropriately enough. Yeah. And we did, that, that course had a practical. So the practical right. was um, we got into groups of four and two people took either vodka and orange or placebo orange juice. Yeah. And then the other two people uh, were attached to uh, sort of face mask canisters and had nitrous oxide infused air. So there was still air in the canister mm-hmm. as well. It wasn't just pure nitrous and or placebo, just plain air. Yeah. And then we had to complete a load of sort of cognitive tasks and and physical tasks oh, yeah. so like you know those um things where you've got like a bit of wire and you have to run a yeah. um, thing around it in Without case it buzzes it buzz, yeah. yeah so we had to do that kind of thing as yeah. well it was it was a good fun practical except that i it was all randomly assigned and i got the orange juice and i was extremely Damn. disappointed yeah. <laughs> because it would have been fun to uh to try uh to try this sort of in an in a very uh safe in- experimental condition yeah. of course yeah. no definitely um so it's definitely sort of it's it's properties have been known about um, in fact, we'll get on to Sir Humphrey Davy back in the back in the the mists of time. Was a, wow, was a big yeah. fan of nitrous. Um, okay, so dependency, yeah, little evidence other than sort of case studies where you see an individual report on an individual person. And actually, the people who do report with dependency tend to be people who have access to large quantities, which tends to be health and medical professionals who right. have access to them in sort of hospitals. Yeah. So you do sometimes see, yeah, as we talked about, damage to the lungs and mouth. But these are really only in people who inhale it directly from a, a pressurised canister yeah. rather than people who dispense it into a balloon first. Yeah. And in many ways that would come from inhaling anything from a yeah. pressurised canister <laughs> well, exactly. rather than specifically yeah. the drug itself. Now, heavy nitrous use is associated with vitamin B12 deficiency. So 
this is pretty serious. It can involve uh, like tingling in your fingers, right. numbness, and even in really extreme cases, difficulty walking. Right. So it, you'd have to be a regular heavy user. Um, I think in the sort of average weekend user, it would be it would be pretty pretty rare. Um, in this global drug survey that happened in 2016, I think 4% of people who use nitrous reported these kind of symptoms. But right. again, like this is just a survey that people do online. It's impossible to tell whether they were actually caused by by the nitrous. Yeah. Um, and some people who are heavy users actually take supplements, vitamin supplements yeah. to sort of counteract this. Right, interesting. Yeah. Um, there's the risk of hypoxia, but again, it's if you don't inhale oxygen with the nitrous, you're sort of asking for for trouble, really. Right. So if we get onto onto the myths, yes. Um, okay. So one I heard was that hippie crack is is more dangerous than laughing gas. Right. But it's the same. It's the same. It's just a sort of rather insulting slang name for nitrous hippie right. crack. So it's the same. Yeah, um, but I think the word crack immediately makes you think extremely addictive and yeah. quite dangerous. But... And the word hippie sounds insulting in this day and age, <laughs> really. So, yeah, that's interesting, though. So it's, it's it's the same substance, but depending on how they've they've phrased it or termed it. Because yeah. laughing gas seems like gr- gr- great fun. Yeah. It seems like there's no real risk there. So this will quite literally be a laugh. But yeah. yeah. And I think it's you more sort of know that laughing gas is is the thing that you're sort of potentially given in hospitals and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so it's something that's sort of got much more positive connotations, whereas, yeah, hippie crack sounds like something to be avoided, really, yeah, yeah. at all costs. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> uh, the other myth that I heard was that, that it works by starving the brain of oxygen. But as okay. we've sort of already established, starving the brain of oxygen just leads to passing out and possibly in extreme circumstances death so yeah. it's, it's not it's not to be used to get some sort of um sort of psychoactive experience yeah. that's not that's not how it gets the effect but that's something you need to avoid <laughs> yeah. that's a risk that if you're taking too much of it or not getting the right as, as said oxygen at the time that's 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 a risk rather than a an, an, an effect i guess yeah yeah absolutely and does it have any medical benefits? Right. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, it can be used as an anaesthetic, as a tranquilizer, as a painkiller, and it's sort of you see, it'll, there'll be a canister it probably in the corner of your dentist. I was going to say because that's where I was. I'm was first. I, I don't know. You're first aware of it is in films or whatever else when they'll have have too much of the laughing gas or or, or things yeah. like that. So it's, I guess, my knowledge of it rather than. For whipping cream or any of these is in yeah. in those situations in a in a hospital situation. So yeah, yeah and um, obstetrics as well. So yeah. during pregnancy, it's extremely useful. Right. Yeah. Um, sports doctors also use it as well. Right. But as I sort of hinted at, hyster- hysterically, historically, <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, very popular. So Sir Humphrey Davy um, was investigating surgical gases and and first sort of tried nitrous and used to take it himself and actually um, used to do sort of demonstrations at the Royal Institution and actually became a fellow of the Royal Society but he he thought it was absolutely wonderful and, yeah. and used to sort of espouse its 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 enjoyable qualities and wow. do demonstrations where he'd take it or he would give it to someone else to show the qualities of it. Wow. So, 
So, yeah. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> big fan. And now again, it's sort of, yeah, as I mentioned, that the people who seem to have presented with dependence on it tend to be people for whom it's available, which do tend to be health and medical professionals yeah. as well. Yeah, right. no, it's fascinating. And there we go. And there we are. Thanks for listening to this episode of Say Why to Drugs and special thanks to Professor Harry Sumner for his advice on this episode. If you want to find out more or continue the conversation, do join the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash Say Why to Drugs or find me on Twitter at Sousaphone. The final two episodes of this batch of five are sort of a two-parter. Pip and I will be discussing so-called legal highs or new psychoactive substances. I've split these into two because there are at least really two very different types of substance that fall under that heading. Drugs that are loosely based on cannabis, although their similarity to cannabis maybe isn't as great as you'd think, and drugs loosely based on MDMA or CAT. So the next episode will be about synthetic cannabinoids, so things like spice. And then the final episode of this batch will be about synthetic cathinones, so substances such as methadrone, plant food, bath salts. They're called lots of different things. So do join us next time for that. You've been listening to Say Why to Drugs with me, Dr Susie Gage. The music and editing were by Jim Murray. The artwork is by at my name is Ad. Say Why to Drugs would not have been possible without the generous support of I'm a Scientist Get Me Out of Here, the Medical Research Council and Scroobius Pips Distraction Pieces Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.